the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. It is Wednesday. Folks, there is uh, certainly a lot of news a uh, tremendous amount of news already, and we're going to get into all of it. I want to welcome in everybody who is uh, tuning in, part of our live stream that we do on uh, Facebook, and I'm going to share that right now. We do do the, uh, we, we call the midday report, I like to call it, and then we uh, go from there, and I can see various people that then uh, tune in, like Chris Moran and uh, others, and folks, hopefully we'll have a very smooth experience with um Facebook, but uh, between now and at least for the one o'clock hour, at least for the one o'clock hour, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show on this uh, on this Wednesday is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, thirty six eighty eight Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Boy, fall is here. Today is actually the first day of fall. We also need to update all our commercials. One that say summer, but uh, you know, it, listen. As much as I love summer as much as anyone else, but you got to admit the the weather in September is uh, is just phenomenal. So, uh, but PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, homegrown mums and kale are just outstanding. They have mums from four inch, twelve inch pots, ten inch, twelve inch hangers, twelve inch patio pots, six to nine inch kale assorted colors, four to six inch ornamental peppers, pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds. Sugar pumpkins, fall decorations, so much more. Remember, fall is the best time to plant trees and shrubs. Less watering is needed. Screen loom, crushed stone, mulch, still available. Pickup and delivery and gift certificates are available. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Take a ride and see them. They're open seven days a week. Folks, it's Steve, it's Debbie, it's Junior, it's Byron. And they are, um, it's locally family-owned operated the service is great the quality is tremendous look for them on facebook they keep up their facebook page just tremendously it's pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown now folks when you get a chance and we're gonna have another update obviously coming up a little bit later with this matt brown business we're now it is official i'm gonna play you the video um, there's a lot of developments, and also, you know, a very significant development has happened now with the frontline healthcare workers, and we're going to talk about that, and I'll explain it to you. And uh, not a good situation for Governor McKee. Not a good situation for Governor McKee. But folks, remember the website petro.com, which is brought to you by Centerdale Revival. Shane and his crew, what a great do the job they do. Comfort food, cocktails, uh, winner of several Rhode Island monthly awards. It's the Centerdale Comfort Food and Cocktails, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Pop it and see them. Uh, delicious food and drinks in a great crowd. So, uh, Let's see. Should we start off? No, I'll start off at the frontline workers. Then we're going to talk about the the Matt Brown situation and why this uh, should be an ideal situation for the Rhode Island Republican Party. Um, If they blow it now and I'm going to explain it to you. But I first want to back up for just a moment. And if you check out the website to Petro.com, you will see the headline. And that is that that Dr. Alexander Scott, who, um, you know, obviously. Rhode Island Department of Health, kind of operating below the radar, 
But she uh, really came in as every day during the pandemic, her and Governor Raimondo would be beamed into everyone's homes, right? So everyone got to know Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. And I thought a lot of times her rhetoric, um, instead of being just like on the numbers and on science, a lot of times she seemed to be, at times to me, I thought a lot of her stuff seemed to be like an activist, right? And I've talked about it as she would talk about equity and it's so important for everyone to be treated equally and equity and would always be repeating these activist type phrases seems like a pronoun type person if you know what i mean um and i know maybe that sounds derogatory but it's just like where the priorities fall and so with uh dr scott and i i think the best example is during the pandemic uh i just couldn't get her to and, and get her to understand i thought it was um very hypocritical and it just there wasn't consistency to she would say that you know in jamestown for example jamestown had the same limits for people jamestown was being treated the same as central falls and and providence and the same thing let's just say like jamestown and block island dr nicole alexander scott basically said oh you know with equity Everyone must be treated the same. And I would try to say, well, wait a minute. If you look at the number of cases, Central Falls is a tremendous hotspot for COVID. Now, again, this is last summer, summer of 2020. Providence, obviously, at one point, Central Falls had the highest COVID infection rate, I think, in the entire world, certainly in the United States. And, and Jamestown and Block Island had like five. But she was treating them the same. And she would say, oh, no, it's equity. Everyone must be treated. It doesn't matter if there were five infections, five COVID positive tests, or there are 500. Equity. The illegal aliens in Central Falls must be treated the same as some people on Block Island. So I never fully understand that. I don't think it's consistent. And then we get the vaccine. And, and as many of you, where is the first place? that Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott is going with the vaccine, but we must first give it to the people of Central Falls. We must first give it to the people of Providence and Pawtucket. See, they should get it first. Illegals should get it first over citizens. That was basically the message. They can try to, you know, skew it any way they want. That That's what was happening. I was there, right, at every briefing asking the question, why are they, well, you know, the outbreaks are worse there. There's more COVID cases. They get the vaccine first. What happened to equity? So now, flashback, where suddenly Dr. Scott, with Governor McKee, this is important, said October 1st is the deadline. If you're a frontline worker, you either get the vaccine October 1st or boom, you're out. Fired. There's the door. Any question? You know why? Because we said so. That led to protests starting in August. That led to terrible anxiety uh, and disruption with many frontline healthcare workers. And it's all building to October 1st deadline. And folks, at the time, I said, you know, Governor McKee, we're about to, you know, as it was starting to get closer, he was starting to, he was holding firm. Nope, that's it. October 1st, and then you had the situation where they went and protested water fire. They were protesting outside the state house. The front healthcare workers were protesting outside of the hospital. And Governor McKee, 
I had said, you know, this is kind of like we're going to find out. Is he Jimmy Carter or is he Ronald Reagan? Jimmy Carter, President Carter, lost the White House and basically became a hostage to their Rand hostage situation. Anyone that remembers it in the late 70s, America held hostage. Those American hostages held hostages in Iran, right, by the Shah, the people of Iran, and... President Carter also kind of became a hostage because he couldn't go anywhere. He wouldn't leave the White House. He, you know, couldn't really be the president because of that. Reagan comes in. It's one thing they get they get released. But most importantly, when you had the air traffic controllers went on strike and they weren't supposed to go on strike and they had 48 hours. President Reagan rolled it out in the Rose Garden. This is really simple. They took an oath they wouldn't go on strike. They, they want huge amounts of money. We've offered them a lot of money. So they have 48, they did go on the picket line. They have 48 hours to go back to work or they're going to be fired, period. They're not supposed to be on strike. I'll tell you what, they took an oath. They're not going to shut down the nation's airways. We're not going to be, quote, held hostage. So maybe they're following the union. I'm sure they are. I know there are. Maybe they need all the information the union's not giving them. But right now, Ronald Reagan, Rose Garden, they have 48 hours. Get back to work or you're fired. And what did Reagan do? Boom. Fired. Gave them a chance. You took an oath. You are not supposed to go on strike as an air traffic controller. You know, when Reagan did that, we learned later, and I've talked about this, foreign leaders had said they were watching how he was going to handle this. And Reagan very quickly established that if his word meant something, you can't do it all the time, right? Like a line in the sand. Reagan gave them a chance. They didn't, and he fired them. And that showed, you know, the Soviets and other nations, this was a different type of president. This is someone, if he said, if you do this, the United States will do the following. Final word, take it or leave it. Right? Remember Regis' final answer? This is it. It was tough. It was strong. But it meant something. Well, Governor McKee and Dr. Scott, not only did they fold, but folks, I was at the briefing yesterday. I was at the briefing. And Governor McKee was asked about it and said, well, you know, they, they want to hold to the they want to hold for the, the October 1st deadline until they didn't want to hold for the, for the deadline. And then shortly after that, Governor McKee suddenly, well, Dr. Scott, not a COVID cough, and Tom McCarthy, they sent them out to now try to say, but he, Brian Amaral, the Globe, broke it last night. Rhode Island will allow unvaccinated healthcare workers to work. If they're critical to patient needs, folks, here's what my interpretation is. There's no deadline. Now, this may be at the moment. This may make Governor McKee feel good and this may make his staff feel good. We really don't want to put anyone out of work. But they're teaching a lesson now to everyone who's paying attention, which means when he says the deadline is October 1st or whatever that may be going forward, what does it really mean? It means there's no deadline. It really means it's flexible. Folks, 
if you're negotiating, the McKee people just made things very difficult for themselves. Rhode Island will allow healthcare workers who aren't vaccinated to work even after October 1st. If there's a risk to quality of care in their absence, the state had previously given October 1st deadline to get vaccinated. The announcement provided some leeway to the edict in the most dire situations. Well, the fact is, as we'll get in with our legal expert, Tim Dodd, you know, whether it's nursing homes or whoever, the fact is now it comes off like a false deadline. It does. Tom McCarthy, this is all about staying oriented on health outcomes. And that's what's best for the patient. Well, it's really not. According to the latest State Department of Health survey, 87% of healthcare workers are vaccinated. Now, they're saying it's an increase of 10 percentage points since early September. So they're trying to say their threat, right, their bluff worked and got a lot of people to get vaccinated. Asked about what would happen after those 30 days, McCarthy said the state learned during the pandemic to be responsive to the changing environment. So what does that mean? It means then we'll look at the situation. Folks, again, they may feel, isn't this great? No one's losing their job. But for them to, you know, I'm looking at a statement, we're holding firm to the mandate. You're not holding firm to a mandate. And again, you're, you're the one that set it up. I mean, anyone that was watching earlier yesterday, Governor McKee had said hospital leaders supported the October 1st deadline. They're really encouraging us to hold the line. He did say that. Then later in the day, well, unless it could hurt patient care, then there's no deadline. John Gage, President and CEO of Rhode Island Healthcare Association. Something's got to give. We can't lose 7% of our workforce. Folks, again, I'm sure the McKee people are trying to now spin this in a way to say, well, you know, you got to be flexible, but that's not the way it was it was presented. That is not the way it was presented that initially it was either adhere to the deadline or you're out. That's what they said. And what I'm telling you is now in the president, the uh, the president, the governor also said yesterday, by the way, Governor McKee said yesterday that. Well, we're still negotiating with the state workers union regarding the vaccine. Folks, this comes off as politics. This comes off, I'll say it, as like, who do you know? I asked the governor yesterday, well, what about the state police? I talked with, there was a big story in the Providence Journal about all the different state police forces that have to get the vaccine. And then I was hearing from different law enforcement, you know, the state police are saying they don't have to get it. So I asked the governor yesterday and he said, Yeah, I would have thought we were keeping track of that. Yeah, I think that's something we should do. So what does that mean? It means he didn't know that they weren't keeping track of it. Folks, if if you're not going to treat everyone fairly, I'll tell you what you don't want. And again, right now, good afternoon at 1221. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. DePietro.com, just click listen live. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Please share that you're watching so your friends, you can join other people that are watching in different comments. I'll tell you exactly why, folks, is because, listen, it's it's the basic element of negotiation. It is, right? Let's just say you're 
no matter who it is. You know, the old scenario used to be the car and the price of the car. Every time you said no, the price would come down. The price of a hope, whatever it may be. Any place where there is a negotiable situation. Now, what are non-negotiable? Well, you go in, you're going to buy a gallon of milk at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Stop and Shop. You don't start, you know, going back and forth with the woman at the counter saying, well, what if I offer you this? No, that's the price. You don't negotiate in a grocery store, right? You don't. I mean, most people don't. I don't know of people that do, but you know, more, most of the time you don't. There are some products you do negotiate on. There are other products that you don't. So, but what Governor McKee is setting up is what's the real final answer? What's the real best offer? He's sending confusing signals here. And something else very dramatic just happened today. I want to tell you what it is, but folks, I want to remind you about, uh, don't forget about J. Perry paving. You need a driveway paved. This is a good time of year, by the way. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal coating patios. J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them today. Listen, it's very simple. Why not get your driveway paved? 401 732 1730. Dial 401 732. 1730 J. Perry Paving. You can also find them on Facebook. Learn the benefits of asphalt paving. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com. We have a lot of original stories up. We also have uh, original video. Don't forget to Petro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. I watched the Patriots season uh, opener there. Uh, terrific. Dana and crew, they do a great job. Folks, they also have just pop in. Try a new place for crying out loud. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Endzone Sports Pub, where also they have karaoke on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, nice crowd, clean. They have the NFL ticket, Red Zone on Sundays. Uh, it's the end zone. Stop in and see them. <clears throat> but what I was going to mention was now another situation has popped up for the race for governor is now this ultra progressive Matt Brown is going to be running. Now, I first want to play and this just got released. Apparently, Mayor Lorza, Mayor Jorge Elaya, has done an interview with the Boston Globe. And. Mayor Alorza, this is just a soundbite. What I want you to listen to is Ed Fitzpatrick, who did the interview with Mayor Alorza. Apparently, this is just a snippet of it. He asked Mayor Alorza, and what you're going to hear is a long, drawn-out laugh. And why that is, is because Alorza is trying to think of what he's supposed to say. So I want to just play it. Um... You know, Mayor Alorza, as many of you know, I wish he was running for governor. He's not equipped to run for governor. I don't know if he'll ever be elected again. But what you're going to hear, the reason for the long laugh, first of all, it's not the funniest thing in the world. It is certainly reasonable he would be asked about it. But the fake, long, drawn-out laugh that you're about to hear is Mayor Jorge trying to figure out exactly what he should say about Governor McKee. So let's go to this is a small snippet 
Mayor Jorge Lorza with Ed Fitzpatrick of the Boston Globe. Candidates for governor. I'm assuming it's uh, Governor McKee, right? <laughs> You know, Governor McKee is a, he, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a decent dude who means well. Ah. But, you know, I, I definitely have my, my issues with him as a leader. I do not think that he is the leader that our state needs. Um, and I don't think that he's going to be the, um, the elected governor. You know, that is, again, folks, the fake laugh. Let's hear it again from the top. Who do you like among the candidates for governor? I'm assuming it's uh, Governor McKee, right? <laughs> You know, Governor McKee is a, he, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a decent dude who means well, but you know, I, I definitely have my, a my decent dude, a decent dude. I'll tell you what Alorza is doing. He is trying to cut a deal for himself. Mayor Jorge Alorza is trying to cut a deal for himself. So I don't know who he is in fact going to support. Now his endorsement Mayor Lorza, it's not, I, I, I wouldn't say it is, um, I wouldn't say it's completely useless. I mean, the guy was elected mayor twice uh, for the right person. But I'll tell you who uh, I think Governor McKee, well, there's the significant developments. <coughs> Just today, Matt Brown, ultra progressive. You can't get more progressive than this guy. He just announced that not only is he running for governor, but he has basically lit up the Democrat leadership. He has basically lit up the Democrat leadership and called them all corrupt. Now, this is a pivotal moment for the Rhode Island Republican Party. Now, right now at 1227, let me just see if I've gotten any press release from Sue Sienke and the Rhode Island Republican Party. No. I have not received anything from the uh, Rhode Island Republican Party. I have not received anything from them. My question, obviously, is what in God's name are they waiting for? They were just given a gift. They were just given an unbelievable gift. Think of this, folks. And if you... Listen to anything else today. You have an outright civil war in the Rhode Island Democrat Party. You just can't. If you're the opposition party, what what more could you ask for? Matt Brown has released a video. Not only is he running for governor, he's running with his running mate, this woman, Cynthia Mendez, who's an East Providence rep who took out old man Conley. But he calls the entire... Democrat leadership at the state house corrupt and says this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to rid the state of all the corruption. Folks, he's talking about Democrat Dan McKee. He's talking about Speaker Sakachi. He's speaking about Senate President Dominic Ruggiero. What are they waiting for? This is a civil war. The Rhode Island Republican Party, I'll tell you exactly what they should be doing. They couldn't have asked for a better situation. This is a chance for them with the right candidates to get moderate Dems into the party. There are many people in Rhode Island that if things were different, they actually are not that far different 
than some of the, the Democrats, but they're not that different from some of their Republican counterparts, such as, as an example, Mayor Policina, Mayor Lombardi. There's a couple of reps like that. The Rhode Island Republican Party, I'll tell you exactly what they should do. <clears throat> they should highlight the Civil War that's going on within the party, and they should also be very clear they would be a home. There are many Democrats out there who are nervous about facing these progressives in a primary. Progressives, folks, they're very good about primaries. They are. Not only to Matt Brown and Cynthia Mezdez, lieutenant governor, they have a slate of, they say, 50 candidates. They're looking for a full, clean sweep. They want to wipe out the entire Democrat structure at the state house. They are framing themselves, if you will, as the opposition party. Now, their platform is so left, liberal, progressive. You know what? It's actually socialist. The media should call them socialists because they're really not Democrats. But Matt Brown has called. Matt Brown is willing to burn the whole town down. He calls the entire Democrat establishment at the Rhode Island State House corrupt machine. And right now, at 1231, we are still waiting for a blanking response from the Rhode Island Republican Party. Who I try to be supportive of, who I've referred people, hey, you should run for office, contact them, blah, blah, blah. Folks, it's, um, I try to be supportive. That's all I can say. You know, this is, we are starting to have two parties in Rhode Island, and it's not Republican, Democrat. It's starting to become Democrat Party and Socialist Progressive. All right, this is the Matt Brown video released just this morning. Every revolution starts somewhere small. Every day someone wakes up and decides that they're done struggling alone. That there's power in the way that we care for each other. These little moments, they don't make the news, but they add up. That's why a revolution can come from anywhere. Even the smallest state in the country. run by the most corrupt political machine in America. Stop the tape. Now, <laughs> Rhode Island is run by the most corrupt political machine in America. What more do you blanking need? Has anyone seen Susie Yankee? Contact her, call her, put her on a milk carton. He just called the Democrat leadership of the Democrat Party the most corrupt political machine in America. Blanking silence. God, is there any hour? Now, I'll also say this. You have to see the video. I did share it on the Facebook page. I think it's long. I think it's long. I'll tell you what, though. It's different. It's effective. People are saying, they're not saying how they're going to pay for anything. You're missing the point. This is emotion. This is a cause. This is get people excited. This is be part of the revolution. This is actually a pretty decent spot. <clears throat> I know some people can't be objective. There are some people that can't be objective. It's my job to be objective. 
So I recognize, sometimes I deal with people that if I say they run a good spot, they say, so are you saying you want them to win? No, I'm not saying I want them to win. Listen, if I'm watching the Patriots and the Jets, and the Jets get, which they didn't, but if they get a touchdown or a field goal, if I say, hey, the Jets just scored, that doesn't mean I want them to blanking win. It just means I'm acknowledging they have scored. Oh, so you're saying you want the Jets to win. You just said they scored a touchdown. Yeah, they did score a touchdown. You know why? Because I'm not a blanking blind man or a mute or deaf. This, if you see this spot, this video, it's not even a commercial. It's just going to be shared. It's certainly different than what McKee would have put out there. It's very different than what Magazina would put out there. Um, It's very different than what Mundo would have put out there. Matt Brown is a very progressive candidate and he's running for governor. But he's not, as he said, he's not looking just for the governorship. They want the whole, and he says, blanking statehouse, and they beep it out. So I think it's long. Um, he gives half of it to his running mate, Cynthia Mendez. I saw someone put, Rhode Island does not run as a ticket. Well, these people are running as a ticket. These people are running as a ticket. McKee is kind of running. Governor McKee's tr- kind of running. On the ticket with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. Um, But it's not really because he's really the power play. This is almost, it's Matt and Cynthia is basically the name of the ticket. Matt and Cynthia. It's like a love story. Romeo and Juliet. Matt and Cynthia. It's not even Biden-Harris. They go with first names. That's different. That's different. I want to be very clear. I don't agree with their policies. I wouldn't vote for these people. You have to look at the makeup of the state. Folks, in the last census, a lot of illegals are voting. Matt Brown, he's, this is not bad. He sees his moment. I want to just finish playing this. But they add up. That's why a revolution can come from anywhere. Even the smallest state in the country. run by the most corrupt political machine in America. They've cut deals for their rich friends, left our schools crumbling, our people unable to afford health care or housing, and they've done next to nothing to address the climate crisis. We're way past running out of time. So a group of us started an organization to put power back into the hands of ordinary people. Rhode Island is full of people who live with the consequences of this broken government. People who know how to fix it. We just needed to find each other. That's how I met Cynthia. Why would Matt Brown, the former Secretary of State, want to get coffee? He wanted me to run for office? I burst out laughing. I've never wanted that kind of attention. But he was right. My family, my neighbors, we couldn't wait. So I started knocking doors in my district. I heard story after story after story about how our government has failed us. And I told mine. I'm a single mom, a former healthcare worker. I work two jobs. And my senator, one of the most powerful politicians in the state, had done nothing to support people like me. They outspend us four to one. It felt impossible until we won. Senator Cynthia Mendes. And I wasn't a 
whole community of candidates running with me. They called our election a tidal wave. The local movement of left activists appears to have just successfully executed a massive overhaul of the Rhode Island state legislature. And that was just the beginning. This time, I'm running for governor. I'm running for lieutenant governor. And we're running alongside 50 candidates. People who will fight for their community from every corner of the state. We're going to win the whole state. And when we do, it will be the policy of our government. Folks, this is, they, they have a new party. <clears throat> they have more candidates than the Republican Party. I don't take joy in reporting that. They have more candidates than the Republican Party. The Republican Party, who I, I, I'm not trying to beat up on. I'm not. Maybe it comes off that way. They don't have a candidate for governor. They don't have a candidate for lieutenant governor. They don't have a candidate for secretary of state. They don't have a candidate for general treasurer. They have someone who's never run before running against the hardest office there is, which is Attorney General Peter Nerona, who has drawn a challenger. I, I can't. Put into the, the, if if there was ever a time, if there was ever a window for the Republican Party to jump in on this, it is now. Because what you are seeing right now is the Rhode Island Democrat Party is in a civil war. I mean, there have been hints about it. There have been, you know, people nip. This is full-blown war. These are socialists, by the way. And I also want to, the media, you know, people need to be held accountable with even just the way they're describing them. These are more than just progressives. What they're really talking about is socialism. So what do they want to do? And they don't have five people. They don't have ten people. They have 50 people. Extend the eviction moratorium throughout the pandemic. The real story is they don't want anyone ever evicted. If you're a landlord, would you ever vote for someone? You can't be evicted. Why pay rent? 10,000 affordable homes, which means basically Section 8 housing. Statewide rent control. Rent control. Who does that benefit? First, people don't have to pay rent. If you do, it will never go up more than that. Medicare for all style universal health care. Folks, do you really want to have to depend? Think of the way things run with state government. Medicare style for all, that's socialism. Taxing the richest Rhode Islanders. Well, that's interesting on what their definition on the word richest Because now you're really going to chase anyone that makes money out of here. How about this one? $19 an hour minimum wage. Now, right now, there are companies, worker shortage, people can't get people to go to work at $15 an hour. What's going to happen to businesses that have to pay $19 an hour? Statewide mask mandate in public spaces and Repealing the state's voter ID law. Well, if that happens, (laughs) I don't have to tell you, the elections are crooked as they are. And now they want to get rid of 
voter ID. So who are these different candidates? A lot of them, they're running against some pretty, you know, uh, left-leaning progressive candidates already. But now they have someone running against Ruggiero. Um, they have a couple of people, uh, someone running against Elaine Morgan again. That Melanie DuPont running again. Some of them have run before. I get it. But, folks, this different when now you have someone running against that Arthur Corvese. Um, they have a couple people. That Brianna Henry, she's already up there. They have someone running against that Dawn Ewer, who's an unbelievable progressive liberal. Jennifer Jackson, Senate District 13, which is Newport. You have someone, you have a socialist running against a progressive. Uh, let me just see some of the others. Uh, a lot of these names I don't exactly recognize. I'm glad, actually, someone's running against that Senate, Senator Dennis Algier, who's useless. They have someone running against the Solomon guy in Warwick. Um, let me just see who else. Jennifer Rourke has run in the past. How about Harrison Tuttle? He's run again against, I think, a Republican. He's the BLM guy. Someone running Central Falls. And maybe more. Maybe more. Now, I don't see part of their group that Tierra Mac. So for whatever reason, maybe she'll come on board. Folks, my, my point is several things. Number one. This, this is going to shake up the race. When you have that many people, I recognize some people don't understand. I know of someone that ran against one of these collaborative people last year. And it's not one or two people going out door to door. Because then they take turns and like one day a week, you send your people to campaign with them. So they'll have 25 people going door to door, knocking on doors, putting out flyers. And it can be... Um, you know, it can be very effective. You cover more territory that way. This is something that, listen, Matt Brown, uh, he is promising everything free. This is problematic. This is, pro- this is an opportunity. I repeat, this is an unbelievable opportunity for the Rhode Island Republican Party if they can take advantage of it. Uh, But you also have to be concerned about who votes. Remember, who votes? They want everyone to be able to vote. Doesn't matter. Vote as many times as you want. They want voting on an honor system. Folks, this this should make, I'm uncomfortable hearing this stuff. You know what they're not talking about, though, is they they need to be be, um, called out on such certain issues such as defund the police. Now, I'll tell you, the media are going to be with this group. The local media, they're going to be with this group. And it's almost going to start to be a contest of who can either give away the most things or be even more of a socialist. These are not democratic principles they're talking about. They're not. And this is going to force Governor McKee and General Treasurer Seth Magazina and Nellie Gorbia even farther left than they already are. Because these people are basically socialists with one goal. Hear me out. If you hear anything I say today, they have one goal. What is it? To win the Democrat primary. To win the Democrat primary. To stuff the ballots in a Democrat primary. To get as many mail ballots for a Democrat primary. They don't believe in real 
elections. They don't. This is troubling. This should trouble you. They're learning from their mistakes. 50 people. That's a lot of people. Listen, they are the second party in the state. And I hate the thought that the state is basically going to be turned into you're either part of the Democrat Party or you're part of this new progressive socialist collaborative. But that's what they are. And they have a Black Lives Matter candidate running with them. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I want you to stop it and see our friends at the CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick, right across from the airport. You can also find them on Facebook, the CBD store in Warwick. If you're listening right now and maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety or sleep, when's the last time you got a good night's sleep? Stop it and see them. Michael and his staff are so knowledgeable. Folks, you want to pick. This is what you all you need. Drive over there. I want you to try the Delta 8 gummies. Natural healing. It's all natural. Incredible refreshed night's sleep. The, nat- the Delta 8 gummies. Stop in now. You don't have to know everything that they offer. They have hemp and CBD. It is an incredible store, all natural. More people are turning to this. When I stopped in and saw them, there were people that I was chatting with in the store that were saying, you know, I used to go to CVS. I used to go to Walgreens. But I like the all natural products that come in hemp and CBD at the CBD store. 1845 Post Road and Work, they're worth the ride. Michael and his staff, folks, they're so knowledgeable. For four years, they've been open right off of 95. Look for them on Facebook, The CBD Store in Warwick. Folks, it's John DePietro right now at 1247. This is very significant. It is. That is a significant development. By the way, this portion of the John DePietro Show, again, folks, it's brought to you by the Coesed Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Stop in and see them. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A great meal is waiting for you. Great menu, biggest bar in Rhode Island, the Coesed Inn. Stop in and see them, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, and there's a direct link right at the website, dipietro.com. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have people on social media because I, I said, you know, that's, I think the video that Matt Brown has put together is more relatable than like Governor Amundo and her family riding bikes through downtown, an empty downtown Providence. And they said that was a terrible ad. Well, she won, right? Like, what are we talking about? You know what determines a winning commercial to me? The people that win. The people that win. Governor Raimondo, now Secretary, Commerce Secretary Raimondo. People knock her. People didn't like her. Um, she's five and zero. Oh. I repeat, she's five and zero. Oh. General Treasurer, two primaries for governor, one against Matt Brown, elected governor twice, five and zero. Oh. There's a difference between her and people who lose. I told you, I've had people say Mayor Fung should run. Mayor Fung has run and lost for governor twice. He's not running. Can't keep losing. You got to win. If you lose, people won't give you money the next time. You have to win. If you run twice and lose, then people really won't give you money. 
not the kind of money that you need. Matt Brown doesn't have a lot of money, but he's got structure. He's got people behind him. Could he win a general election? You know, I have no idea, folks. But again, what I want you to understand is the only thing they care about is winning is the Democrat primary. The only thing that he cares about winning is the Democrat primary. Now, something that is interesting is he was very friendly with Nellie Gorbia, Secretary of State Gorbia. Very friendly. But now he's going to be running against her. Very friendly with her. As a matter of fact, I believe in 2018, she put a Matt Brown sign on her lawn and that forever, boom, that ended her relationship with Raimondo. Pretty sure that, if I remember, that happened because they had worked together. Um, this is a new party. This is a new party. Folks, they're turning our November elections into September elections. Why September elections? Because they, they're running in the Democrat primary. The only thing they care about is winning the Democrat primary. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these people are dangerous in a Democrat primary. I do. I Listen, we have to deal in reality. I like to live in reality. I like to live in reality, deal in reality. There, it could be a good thing if played the right way. The Republican Party right now, first of all, they shouldn't be surprised. I don't know if they're surprised. They should not be surprised. If they are, if they're caught off guard, then they've been sleeping. A major opportunity was just given to them. If they can take advantage of it. If you have a team that fumbles on the five-yard line, let's go to football. If you fumble on the five-yard line, it's only a good opportunity if the team that recovers the fumble can put points on the board. Ideally, a touchdown. At the very least, a field goal. If you recover on the five-yard line and can't push the ball into the end zone, what did you gain? Nothing. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Kogan and Heating. It's Kogie. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Now listen, whether we like it or not, it's going to start to get colder. We're now in fall. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. 24-hour emergency service for plumbing or for gas or for oil burners. Folks, call them today. You can also find them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. R.E.Coogan C-O-O-G-A-N heating.com. It's Kogi. Call them 401-732-6562. Folks, as always, visit our website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Soul Source Restoration, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Find them online, S-O-L-E, soulsourcerestoration.com, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Fire, smoke damage, water damage, mold remediation, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration, serving Rhode Island and Mass. There's a direct link at the website, topetro.com. Folks, I see people, good afternoon, at 12.51. And again, we go until 2 o'clock. We go until uh, one, uh, 2 o'clock. 
on AM, it's 1253, excuse me, 1253. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePetro.com. You know, I see people online speculating. Do you think President Trump will run in 2024? Who do you think his running mate will be? Yeah, well, Rhode Island is going beyond hell in a handbasket. All right. People should not be surprised on the condition of the state if we hit 20. I don't know what would be left. If the progressives take over and if the progressives take over the state house, I just don't know what's going to happen or what's going to be left of the state if that happens. So my message is. Like, I wouldn't worry. I'll tell you exactly why. Because if you ignore what's going on locally, you know what's going to happen? 2023, 2024, then then these are the messages I get. Do you think Trump will come visit Rhode Island? How come Trump won't come to Rhode Island? Will he do a rally in Rhode Island? Yeah. With who? Governor Matt Brown? Socialist Matt Brown? Why would he want to do that? Why would he waste his time? In a state run by progressives with no voter ID? The answer is he would not waste his time. Who do you think Trump will pick as a running mate? Listen, if you want Rhode Island to be in the mix, if you want Rhode Island to be a state like New Hampshire, a battleground state, you need to get involved. You need to get involved locally. You need to get in the game. Who do you think Trump will pick as his running mate? Yeah. That will be. Do you think they'll come to Rhode Island? Yeah. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? I'll answer your question. The answer is they wouldn't waste their time. If you're listening right now and you're one of those people that say, you know, I think President Trump should run again and Candace Owens should be his. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that in like 15 cents will get you a cup of coffee, like that type of thing. Yeah, keep wasting time because that's what you're doing is wasting time. People need to get involved. The socialists, it's not Democrat controlled. This is how the socialists are going to take control. The socialists are going to take control. You could move out. People could move out of the state. People are moving out of the state. I get that. But people need to stop worrying about, do you think President Trump will run again in 2024? Do you think he'll pick, who should he pick as his running mate, Candace Owens or Larry Elder? Yeah, well, first of all, it's not going to be DeSantis because you can't have two people from the same state. But on top of that, do you think he'll come visit Rhode Island? I'd get that last year. Will you tell them he should come and do a rally here? Why would he waste his time. He won't waste his time. They don't like to waste time. You know what they do when they're in a professional campaign? You don't waste time. You know why? Because you don't have time to waste. What would be a waste of time? Going to a state that you have no shot of winning. Now, there are many people listening right now that think President Trump won Rhode Island. There are people like that. I get it all the time. I have several thoughts on that. Number one, I suggest you take a ride through Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls and look at the amount of votes that came out of those areas. Then you tell me 
if you think he won. That's number one. Number two, you need to pay attention of what they're doing with the ballots and what they're doing with voting. Matt Brown wants to get rid of voter ID. Do you know the pressure this puts on the other Democrats to get rid of voter ID? Could Matt Brown win a Democrat primary? I think it's open. He's 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 not a I mean his run against Ramundo wasn't great. It wasn't that that smart, but it wasn't the worst thing. You'll learn. He started to build his campaign apparatus is what he started to do. So it's not the worst idea that he he ran. He you know, we came up short obviously, but it's not the worst thing that he that he ran. Because you, you learn, and it doesn't seem like he burned through a lot. He is someone that, to me, is learning as he goes along. He's not even concerned about the Rhode Island Republican Party. Not in the least. He started a new party with 50 people, and they have one goal, to win the Democrat primary coming up next September. That's his goal. And if people don't wake up and start paying attention to what's going on locally, well, then it's really going to be over. Then it's really going to. You think it's over now? Don, Don, Governor Kachiri was the last Republican to win a statewide election in 2006. They are absolutely about to destroy and put out the Republican Party. Folks, we have another hour to go. Now, more on this is big that Governor McKee has folded on the mandate. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the border. But the bigger news now is basically unless something is done, this is going to be a two-party state. Progressive Socialist and Democrat. All right, it's John DePietro. We're going to pause for the one o'clock news. A lot more to go. Stay tuned on the John DePietro Show.